Yo, what's up, everybody? Oz here. Before we get into this episode, I want to let you guys know that this one is brought to you by our good friends at the XL Public House. Man, those guys, they've built a beer garden in the back, and they're back to pouring that craft beer that we all love. And right now, they're open from Wednesday through Saturday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday, 2 to 8.30 p.m., Friday and Saturday from 12 to 8.30 p.m. And be sure to get ready to follow all them COVID protocols we all know about. You know, got to keep your mask on, get your temperature checked. Once you sit down, then you can take your mask off, enjoy your beer. Uh, if you're not ready to hang out in public, that's cool. They got you covered too, baby. If you're not ready, they are offering curbside pickup and also at-home delivery. Any order over $50 gets free delivery. They're also filling them growlers. They also fill them growlers. You get a 64 ounce growler fill and two tacos, all for $25.99. Or you can go with a smaller option, 32 ounce growler, two tacos, $17.99. Both excellent fucking deals. Just depends how much beer you want to drink. Uh, this Saturday, August 29th, they are having a tap tape over featuring Buena Vista Brewing Company. Buena Vista Brewing Company. So $30. Check this out, baby. For $30, not only do you get two tacos, you also get one hour of all you can drink from Buena... I mean, actually, it's not just Buena Vista Brewing. I'm, I mean, they're doing a tape, tap takeover, but I'm sure there'll be a couple other stuff pouring. But anyway, tap takeover, August 29th, featuring Buena Vista Brewing Company, $30, two tacos, plus all you can drink beer for one hour, Go to their website on their IG bio and hit the link to get your tickets. Peace. Now enjoy this two hours of Selena's history. Yo, yo, yo. What up? Welcome back to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. You look at Selena's, man. And this was this is really your, your real look at Selena's. Dude, all right. Oz back here. Electro on the mic. Hello, Everyone hello. already knows Electro. And then we got Lil Lil on the third mic Lil today. Lil. Yeah. What's up, guys? And we got Lily also. Mostly from the Electro and Bondo movie Power Hour featuring Lily. That's what it should be. Featuring we, Lily. You got to add her something. Yeah. Like a quarter of the time. <laughs> but I mean, you've been on here as well before, so mm-hmm. we don't really need to introduce you. Um, she's the loud one on the mic. Yeah, yeah we were just talking about how I'm always the loud one mm-hmm. for some reason, mm-hmm. but I'm not. It's just the mic. It's yeah, you you always get. The I'm not a yeller, mic. guys. Yeah. Anyways, we can move on. She yells. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, today, like I was saying, this is Selena's Underground podcast. We talk about Selena's, but this one's gonna be really, really crazy deep about Selena's. It looks like we're going to break one of our long-standing rules that we've had on this show. And mm-hmm. that is that we've never had politicians on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe. At least definitely not during election time or for to talk about election stuff. Never done that because we never wanted to feel like we were endorsing anybody. Yeah. Because um, it never was about that. Like, we, we obviously, like, I have my own personal opinion. Like, Oz, yeah, you come talk to me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you exactly who, who to vote for, who I would want you to vote for. But for Selena's Underground, I want this to be just information for everybody, you know, for anybody to be able to make a choice about Selena's. So basically, we were, I was going to have a guest on who then decided to throw their hat in the ring f- to run for a city council seat. Mm-hmm. And there's at least two council seats up. There's six total. There's two up for re or that are up for reelection or whatever, at least. 
and obviously the mayor, there's going to be a new mayor. The city mayor, manager just retired. That's not an elected position, but that's a very powerful position. I think that's the most powerful position, actually, in the city. I think it's city manager. Damn. Um, so, and obviously the mayor and the council people are going to have a, a say on who this person is. So this election season is going to be pretty a doozy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. And so I, I, I was, I was curious because I was going to have this person on not as a politician, but as a small business owner because that's what they were at this point. Um, but then, in as we were talking, all of a sudden this news came out. So I'm like, shit. Like I don't want us to be like, well, sorry, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you don't have a shot now because I still want. To listen to the show, to tell their story, <laughs> you might you might just be telling them like this. <laughs> yeah, you no. might find out after today or after no, you no. Wear Obviously, it. we've been communicating. Like, yeah, no, he's coming on the show. So, so we're coming. Uh, we're getting him on the show. It's actually um, Orlando from Tortas al Cien, mm-hmm. who is okay. running, I believe, for District Four uh, City Council. Well, of course, he is a, a small business owner. Again, Tortas Al Cien is one of those hot new pop-ups that everywhere they go, they just sell out of really? their fucking tortas. You eating there? You had a torta? Yeah, fuck yeah. Delicious? Oh, dude, yeah, because they, they're one of those that they'll... It's not just a regular torta like that you would expect, like a traditional type one. They'll do. They'll put like hot Cheetos and stuff in it. What? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I but, see what you're saying. But not in a way that's just outrageous, like, oh, just to say that we put fries and Cheetos and nacho cheese, like, just to be like, oh, this is just a giant thing. Like, there's actual rhyme and reason to all their fucking different... There's thought behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And they even have, like, a vegan torta now. Ooh. Yeah. So... um, Yeah, they're they're doing a bunch of cool stuff, and everywhere they go again, they... I don't know if they sell out, but they're definitely really popular. And I was going to have him on the show, but then he decided to run for the district. And, again, and I thought that was fucking cool. Like, he's how dope is that? bring to the people. Is that what he's, what he's hear, Right? <laughs> if that's his thing, that uh, we delicious. might have to endorse somebody for the first <laughs> well, time well, ever. I, like, I can stand behind yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, we should if he makes the best the tortas people. in yeah. Salinas, then yeah. Uh, this guy puts hot Cheetos in his tortas, guys. You guys got to listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to him. Yeah. So you're gonna introduce them. So so anyway, so yeah, so we're breaking that tradition of not having politicians on, especially during campaign season. I don't know how I exactly feel about it this, is. man. It's crazy. Breaking traditions here. We have to. What's going on, man? All, before you know it, like you know, it's kind of in anarchy. a way. It's it's <laughs> it's kind of like you're having a debate, right? It's okay as long as you're not like over here, like choosing sides like you can choose your side on you know in your own time but it's okay to bring people on to speak about like what's important to yeah, them exactly you know? and and like i said i didn't want to th- essentially throw away a, a get potential guest opportunity because of this rule but also it was inevitable that his campaign wasn't going to come up like how could you not bring that up like how cool somebody born and raised in this town that started a business in this town that is now that running business. for office you know like how fucking cool is that? Like, I, I want to talk about that. Tight. But there's also you know other people that are running, and I'm like, fuck, I would feel bad if they were like, well, well I would have loved the chance to. And so well, like, where, what is their on. stance on, on tortas? Is yeah. what I want to know. What do they think? Yeah. Well, you should invite <laughs> them, Ozzy. Well, I'm going. So, so that's the idea. You're gonna start I, again, a war over no, here. Not if he does it right. Well, again, starting. I mean, from because it is. 
August 16th, right now as we're recording, uh, the day of our Christian Lord here. Failure of our Lord 2020. <laughs> it, won't air, it won't air until 2021, but... <laughs> yeah, this episode won't come out for a while. But anyway, it's August 16th. Yeah, don't give it a date. It's fucking September fucking well, we got <laughs> No, this is coming out timely because this... Yeah, we have until November. This is actual deadline because when's election day? November 3rd or something like that? Yes. Round out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I'm just going to say yes. So we got like... like Less than three months to go. And if we're going to do it once a week, I don't know how many people are running, how many people we're going to get on. So we may not have enough time to get everybody on. So, yeah. We're going to have to work overtime on this then. Yeah, it's important. It's important for the people to to know. It is important. Let's do it. Uh, Honest, and I don't know if this is, if I I don't think I'm saying anything. I mean, speaking too much out of line, but I have reached out to other local media connections that I have to be like, well, if this does work out, like let's get every, let's get other people in here. Let's Mm -hmm. get other, you know, actual journalists not to belittle what we do, but if like they might have their questions like, Hey, how can we all do this together? We have the capability and the space here to do podcasts. (coughs) Let's get everybody involved and get as many people as we can. In a longer form, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, get the Salabites media name out there. That's right. Yes. And, and the people need to know. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of, we got the the nice new logo right there. Yeah, the, hell yeah. The check out go on logo. Instagram if you want to check out our new logo. Uh, it's badass, man. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. It got a great response. Now I got to put it on T-shirts and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's the next step. Let's do it. It's it's amazing. Artist is uh, actually my brother, um, yeah, Lalo Moreno. Did, did a fucking great. And he did job our logo for the Electro and Bono movie Power Hour too, which is also good. The film, he killed the film it though. He killed great. it. I was like, when he showed it to me, I was like, wow, this yeah. looks so amazing. Yeah, yeah, he he went over he went overboard on that above one. Above and beyond. <laughs> above and beyond. I was like, oh, now you're being disrespectful. You're my brother. <laughs> No, we got no, yeah, an extremely good, good positive response from it. Yeah, again, go check it out on Instagram. It fucking, it's sick. It's, mm-hmm. fucking, it's so sick. Yeah, so along those lines, uh, to get that going, to be like, okay, yes, the, the election season is coming. We're doing politics. It's difficult. We never, we don't do politics. I know it's boring. I know it's tough for people to pay attention to, but this matters. I well, I know president and stuff also matters, but like the local stuff matters way more. Way more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird because, yeah, this president, like the really anti-Mexican and Latino and there's so much Latinos here and stuff. But anyway, like when if somebody votes to like change the parking rates downtown, that affects us way fucking more right. than if we can't do business with Canada no more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and it's so true, Ozzy, because like how many times like do you actually go... To Canada. vote, especially when you go mm-hmm. vote for a president, like something that's really important that you feel is going to be very impactful. Yeah, you're also voting for like all of these people, like within your city, all of these measures. And a lot of the times it's like, how many people actually take the time to really learn about these people, about like all these propositions? And you're just going to like fucking vote out of your ass because you don't know. And it actually affects so like, your this city. This guy's last name is Moreno? Well, yep. guess who got my vote? Yep. This guy seems awesome. <laughs> what a fine name. <laughs> he so, got my vote. <laughs> but you don't really hear about these people. Like You have no freaking idea who you're voting for. So this is freaking awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Yeah, because this, again, these do... 
these do matter a lot. But also, but with that, what is exactly what we're voting for or fighting for or talking about or whatever? And when I, I say that, I mean in Salinas. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long anyone's been here, but this is now your hometown yeah it's like what is it other than your hometown what is salinas like where did it come from you know towns don't just they don't just pop up i don't know exactly i want to say that but i was like but they kind of do because this one did did it yeah it's well all, how did that happen so <laughs> like, oh, damn. i'm glad you asked uh, we gotta get the, <laughs> we, we're getting we have to get in the time machine dude and I named the time machine called Doc Brown. No, Marley. well, it's it's it is obviously it had to do something with that. But the time machine, my time machine, is called Great Scott. Great Scott. Great Scott. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what my time machine. is. So we get on Great Scott. He takes us back in time. And also, so we got you got all this right here on a on a whiteboard. And this also reminds me of Back to the Future Two, yeah. <laughs> when Doc Brown uses He's a chalkboard it. to. Talk about the tangents in the universe. So anyway, this yeah. Is, yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of the. Kind and of my favorite is this is Part heavy, dog. This three. is heavy, dog. <laughs> like it, some of this shit is heavy. Yeah. You know? Okay, here we go. So let's do let's it. See. It's all with the with a back. Drop of Back, back to, to the, the Future. Because <laughs> we're going well, yeah. back. We're going, we're going back. back. Yeah, we're definitely back going way back. in time. Here losing the news. Fucking throw it on right now. <laughs> going way back. Don't um, need money. But yeah, again, don't. Salinas. What is Salinas? Ah, philosophically. Mm. What is Salinas? Well, isn't that the age-old question, yeah. my boy? Um. So anyway, we... Yeah, I, I was... I went through some actually let me give a shit. What the hell is that? What's that book called? Right right here. Here. What's it called? It's called Monterey book. County, the dramatic story of its past by Augusta Fink. By Augusta Fink. That's the so that's the book that started it all. How it came to in my possession, I have no idea. It was meant it's for family heirloom. It it was, yeah, it seems it like it might have been my stepdad's who? dad's go to the first page. A book. But anyway, this is a book about Monterey County history. And in it, of course, Salinas comes up. And it was just so interesting to start reading about it. And so, yeah, so I did that and I did some other research. It was written Dude, in 1972? Yeah, so obviously a bunch of stuff has happened. I don't think they had invented Mexicans yet in 1972. <laughs> <laughs> I think they invented us in 1974. Mm, so exactly. We were close for <laughs> Um, and then I did some more research, dude. The the library actually has something called the Salinas History Project that they started in 2017. Wow! And they've done four chapters for. So they've done in 2017, 18, 19, and 20, I think. And it's all Salinas. They got like Stanford University and CSUMB. It's so fucking weird. It's so weird. There's like hundreds of pages of a, a, a book of Selena's history. And I'm like, Whoa. what? What the fuck? So anyway, I went through, a, not all of it, but I went through a bunch of it just to find some highlights, just to be like, just to kind of paint a picture of what Selena's is, how we got here to three people getting drunk, talking into microphones. I want well, two know. people getting two drunk. Two people, I'm sober. Two people getting drunk. I want to know when you're going to do the follow-up on this and do the Chular stu- story, Selena's little oh, we'll brother right now. over here on the left. We'll do Baby it right brother. now. So at some point, somebody uh, built some houses in Chular, and it's 2020. 
Okay, that was Damn. very disrespectful. That was very cold. That was really cold. I would like to. It's actually in that book, actually. It comes up. It's Chular? A, yeah, it's another little rancho. Sí. I agree. Uh, it was another <laughs> rancho and it comes up. Well, I was looking because pretty... right here on the book it has a little map and mm-hmm. I was looking for Chular and it's nowhere to be found. And then yeah, I started thinking, called, when was Chular founded? Rancho Llano de la Buena Vista or something like that. It's what is on there. Eventually okay. turns into Chular. You can you can track it down. I think it, it might be on Because Chular is there. like, it's, it's basically Salinas, right? I mean, it's right there. Well, that's what it was is they would, you would just build a town and then like the train would go all the way to that town. So that's how Salinas, I mean, long story short, boom, that's how Salinas came to be is they, they connected the train from San Jose to here. And then, so this became the hot shit little town. And then it went down to Chular and then Soledad and then King city. And then that's just how they kept going and how they am making these little towns. I'm very, I'm very high, but this is mind blowing. So, yeah. yeah so the story of Salinas quiet. begins in the 1820s. Mm. So that's what 200 years ago, right? So 200 years ago, it's the 1820s. Monterey has is already exists. It's been there for almost 60 years, I believe. So it's a bustling town. San Francisco may or may not exist. San Jose exists. San Jose, yeah. What San- came first, Monterey? Monterey, Monterey, Monterey. I don't know why. Why I never fucking thought to (laughs) ask these questions. Yeah, Monterey was like the capital. If you go, yeah, if you go back before like eighteen hundreds or into the eighteen hundreds in this part of the world, Monterey is the big city. Mm. It was supposed to be San Francisco and all that, and on top even Selena. It's yeah, it's crazy so yeah so the 1820s monterey is a bustling little town when the fucking rich people of monterey get bored they come out over here they just salinas out of leisure well because around uh, back then 200 years ago this was all creeks and lakes and marshland and shit there's a marsh and sloughs so there was like great fishing and all kinds of stuff, and that's where again, mm-hmm. obviously, Native Native Americans lived here for thousands of years, and that, that's that. And we can get to that story as well. They were um, a part of it at that point, two hundred years ago. Yeah, Native American. Yeah, around here, the the people that lived here were called the Costanoan, and they they didn't have like permanent settlements because of the 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 lakes dried up in the summer as as everyone can see around here like you go to the Salinas River in July and it's fucking mm. dry but if you dig like a couple of feet there's water there like it, it there's always water there so anyway so they that's why they never built any like permanent settlements around here cuz the water would come and go mm-hmm. but they would use it to hunt and fish and then so the 1820s the the rich people of Monterey would do the same thing so one person by the name of Jose Tiburcio Castro, mm. who was actually his dad was a soldier in the Spanish military. So they, he was already well off. He he built a little adobe out there, out here, actually, out there. Like mm-hmm. where? Rancho Sausal is, it's all old town, pretty much. So around where we are at at the moment is where he built his adobe fucking structure. Well, that actually no, I was trying to figure that out. There was I couldn't 
find that information of where that actual first adobe that he built in the 1820s was. But it was definitely around this area. It was right here, bro. We're right here in the, in the spirit of it, in the thick of it, in the main vein. We very well could be. We might be summoning Jose Diburcio Castro right now. <laughs> like dragging me to hell style? Oh, God. Cool. He started the fucking fire. Oh, fuck. I know. There's oh, a, by the way, folks, there's a, there's a, there's a fire. A, by the way, the world's ending. There's thunder and fire. This may never air. There's yeah. giant heat. Did yeah, we say this? Yeah, there's towering, towering smoke. We walked our down studio. the street and we just did not feel good about the future yeah. of <laughs> the earth. <laughs> there's a fire raging. There was a, like a 747 flying. Yeah, there's just planes yeah. in the air. It seemed like we were in a fucking movie. We're in a state of emergency. <sighs> Yeah, but that we weren't two hundred years ago. Keep it going, on. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, no Jose, Jose Tiburcio Castro builds this adobe, likes this land, and back then, what you did is because it was still Spanish California, it was Alta California, whatever. So there was a governor around here, and you would tell the governor, "Hey, dude, from this tree to that creek to that hill to that fucking village over there." I want that land, like, and I want to call it, you know, oh, Rancho El Gavilan or something. In this case, Rancho Sausal. Okay. So in 1834, uh, the governor at that time, Governor Figueroa, finally grants the grants the land officially. Because from 1823 to, to, to 1834, it was unofficial. It was just, just a Spaniard out there saying, this is my land. Mm-hmm. Typical shit. Um, but it wasn't official. No, it was not official. It was not official. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it be, well, it became official in 1834. There we go. But also attached to that land was another chunk of property called Rancho Alizal, which obviously, well, this is speaking of that. We're that's Alisal. That goddamn street. Yeah, that's Alisal Street right there, literally on. So in in that land by called Rancho Alizal was owned by two brothers called Feliciano and Mariano Soberanes, who I think in Monterey Soberanes there's still like streets or some shit like that. That's a that was a pretty powerful family. So again, also in family still have roots here. Oh, I'm sure some of these, yeah, some of the pretty well-connected families in the peninsula. A lot of these also, it's interesting, in Salinas in particular, it was a lot of people that came here after the Civil War that were connected, a businessman from San Francisco. This was supposed to take be the San Jose. Mm. This was. Mm-hmm. Like, this was supposed to be the town of where the people came to do business and where all the commerce happened. They built a fucking opera house in 1902, bro. We're the <laughs> town that should have been. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. There you go. Shit. There you go. What, um, is, what a story. So so also in 1834, Feliciano and Mariano Soberanes are given the official title to the Rancho Alizal. But in, in that title, a guy by the name of Jose de la Guerra had made a deal with the Soberanes brothers. <laughs> yeah. Well, he made a deal with the brothers for uh, 2,971 acres of their land because he had a son-in-law who was traveling the world, doing all this crazy stuff, and he wanted to relax and settle down, mm-hmm. and he thought he would be a good teacher. And that 
dude is a guy by the name of William Hart now. Shut wow. your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so William, so <laughs> William Hartnell's father-in-law, Jose de la Guerra, said, hey, man, I want you to relax. Take this land under the condition that you build a boarding school to teach mm-hmm. people, you know. So and honor the panther as well. Son. Amazing. <laughs> See, I, honor the panther. I, I didn't At get the a, same time. I didn't get a chance to double check this um, or to see what Hartnell actually had to say on their website because I'm sure they have their history on there. But in Art Augusta Fink's book, mm-hmm. she says uh, William Hartnell actually waited for two other people to come down from San Francisco to before he got his school started and one of them came down on a boat called the panther no <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so i don't know if if that i'm geeking <laughs> out right now <laughs> so dude uh, yeah and so a uh, half a mile down the street is what is now called Hartnell College. We've all been there. Yeah, Woo! we all <laughs> we all kind of went there. Yeah. Well, see, and that's we where I think fun. it's funny that, you know, for us growing up here, that's the joke. Oh, Hartnell High. Oh, yeah. how funny is that? Dude, that shit is like the oldest college in California. Like, this mm. is before UCLA, before Berkeley, before all this. That's crazy. We need to respect Hartnell College more. I've always shown it respect. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I took some although really the good fucking, classes there. Although those fucking parking attendants are they out a, of line. They They're take, out of line. They take their job a little too seriously. They're out of line, man. Come on. We need to make parking free for You're honoring students. William Hartnell a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How dare you park wrong in the name of William Hartnell? Yeah, William Hartnell would. He's a hardcore businessman. He would have mm-hmm. taken that money. $20, send yeah. it here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so these guys. So so now Jose Castro owns Rancho Sausal. The Soberanes brothers own Rancho Alizal. I'm sure they're getting salmon. They're doing all this. Uh, probably beaver out here. They're hunting. Uh, you know, life's good. Beaver fever. Yeah. You stop. They call it. I just I just saw resaw Zombie Beavers again. <laughs> yeah, I watched that scene. It's a good movie. It's not bad. It's very bad. It's a, good, <laughs> it's a terrible movie. It bad. is a very, very bad Bill movie. Bill Burr's in it. That's it good. starts and ends with Bill Burr. That's all you need. It and makes it John worth Mayer, it. right? And John Mayer and makes John it worth Mayer, it. Yeah. What? Makes it worth it. Yeah, Give it a watch. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the the land stays in their hand until the Mexican-American War obviously changes everything. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, what was Spain, then it became Mexico, is now the United States of America. Amen, brother. Including Rancho Sausal and Rancho Alizal. So Rancho Sausal, which again was owned by Jose Castro, was purchased by a man named Jacob Lease in 1852 for $600, which is... Even cheap. I mean, it sounds cheap because it was eight eight fifties. But yeah, if you look at that, Rancho Alizal was sold two years earlier to a man named Bruno Bernal, which Bernal, that's a street in Salinas as well. Yeah. Uh, he bought it for six thousand dollars. So Jacob Lee's got a fucking deal on Rancho Sausal. Oh yeah, he got it like at ten percent. Yeah, well, and because these guys like. Jose Castro had he couldn't go because dude after the the U.S. took over what was Mexico mm-hmm. like in order for them to claim that it was actually their land they had to do like it was one of those like you need four forms of ID and like you know like a fucking letter with your name on it where you live like one of those crazy things you know that has all these 
Cra- like when you, crazy when you open a bank account. Yeah. Yeah. All those all crazy these, demands. Yeah. Where it's like you're, you can't do it. So basically, because he was <laughs> fucked, he, he just sold for whatever he could. Again, Jacob Lee's got a fucking deal. Jacob Lee's got a deal. And from that, 80 acres of the Rancho Sausal was sold to a man named Elias Howe. And this is Howe? the true beginnings of the city of Salinas. With this guy named Elias Howe, who was a Bostonian. Mm. So Salinas traces its roots back to a dude from Boston. From who, Bo- I, I felt like I was from Boston. I felt like I was <laughs> from Boston this whole time. That's oh, why we like to drink. <laughs> We're drunks. Yeah. So anyway, Elias Howe, that was pretty interesting little Fact in there that said his dad invented the sewing machine. That is an interesting fact. So I mean, he was a he was a guy of means, probably at least you a know? man of means, of course. I mean, the sewing machine is important. It's very important. We can't live without it. Yeah. So this is a big deal. So thank you, Papa How. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for making Elias How who who made Salinas. So nice. Elias How buys eighty acres, and so at this time, so we're in the eighteen fifties now. We're in the eighteen fifties. Uh, right Time's now, flying. like where when you go on San Juan Grade Road, like and you keep going all the way like to the mountains to where you hit Old Stage. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little school and stuff. Right. So right in that area, that is what used to be Rancho uh, um, Natividad, and there there was a little town called Natividad. John Steinbeck writes about it, and there's always something to do in Salinas, and it was That's up in the hills. Book? He, it's the name of an essay. Like, he wrote it for some magazine. It's funny, like, because the city loves to be like, oh, look. He, he said how cool it was. Like, it's called There's Always Something to Do in Salinas. But Being it's sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you read it, dude, he's just fucking ripping the social town to shred. Like, fuck the, fuck the farmers. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So at this point, there's a, there's a town called Natividad out in the hills. It's fucking beautiful. It's popping. That looks like it's the next little center of the area. But Elias House says, nah, I got better ideas. Uh, and the reason why Natividad is cracking is because it sits at the at the intersection of a stagecoach stop that goes from the Mission Carmel to the Mission San Juan Bautista. And then another one that goes from Los Angeles to San Francisco. So, like, back then, you got to stop to get water and stuff for your horses and shit, you That's know? Right. Mm. So people would do that in, in, in Natividad. And Elias House said, nah, they're going to do that in my little town. They're going to do that in my little city. So he buys those 80 acres and he builds a tavern. And so it's like, well, how do you fucking get people to come here? You know, like you, people got to, Natividad's already established, get you know? Drink. So the, what he does is he ends up doing, saying, all right, whichever stagecoach shows up first, I'll give I'll give them like a, a dollar or something pretty much. Like I'll give them some kind of money. So there's a fi- financial incentive. So now the drivers of these stagecoaches start racing to get to this fucking tavern. For a in, silver dollar. Yeah, for whatever. Probably a loose woman, you know? Mm. <laughs> that's a race. Yeah. That's a race. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so all of a sudden, Elias Howe's little fucking little tavern called the Halfway House. That by the really? way, yeah, that's what the bar was called was that halfway house. Which, come on, Selena, somebody has to open a bar called the, the halfway, halfway house. house. Let's do it. Are we ready to open up? I'm ready. Bar? Okay, <laughs> so, so yeah, so Elias Howe's little tavern called the halfway house just starts fucking starts being the fucking 
it starts taking me. over. Yeah. People start coming here because people come to drink. People come to gamble. Mm. People, like, dude, this is Selena's is baby. Like tombstone? Is this like Tombstone, what you're telling me? It it didn't seem to be at rowdy. I don't know. I'm curious well, to see. Were people dressed like cowboys like that? Like Tombstone style? Yeah. This are, was, we in the, yes. are we in the same timeline? The 1850s. Same didn't timeline? you see the pictures? They look like the wild, wild west. When was wild, fucking wild Wyatt Earp alive? Was it around this time? Why it might have even been later. A long time. In the 19s, huh? Oh. 1848 to 1929. You're right. You're in the right timeline. Look at that fucking stash. Yeah. That is glory. That is glory. Well, so Wyatt Earp is like 10 years old at this time. That's insane. So Wyatt Earp is a little youngin. Yeah. (laughs) Elias House, halfway house. Elias House Halfway House Damn that's is, a rap album Yeah <laughs> It's a tongue twister Is what it is It's It's popping It's 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 doing it's thing And then In comes Some Italian I'm assuming Yeah By the name of like Alberto Trestoni. Oh Alberto no. Trestoni. And I, I bet he me- makes a mean sauce dude like. Well and this is where I don't know why Selena does it <laughs> He makes a mean sauce <laughs> He sounds like he probably does Are He's got he- some recipes from his yeah. grandma Some Sicilian recipes So enter yeah and <laughs> Enter Alberto Trestoni. Uh-huh. Who's a, an Italian immigrant Who says ah man this this shit that house got it's pretty cool. Does he go, Mama me? <laughs> We're gonna do a better with can these. We can stop. Let's bring <laughs> a pizza to <laughs> Salinas. <laughs> so and Mountain actually, Mike. Mrs. White can yeah. or Miss White can you can you flip yes, the board? Yes, I was please? waiting for you to tell me. Yeah. Boom, so boom, 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 boom. I don't know so, why I went. I don't know why I went. Do you want? Do you want to buy a valve? No, just flip it. No. You can't even do it. Oh man, so we still have go. a shitload of fucking history <laughs> Part two, baby This is a history lesson This will go quick, this one looks different Oh no, I'm not complaining No, no, let's keep it going So, keep going. so here we go uh, Trescone's like, you know what? Trescone. We need to, we need to fix this up balls. So he adds a hotel Oh, he has a general yeah. store. He, he has a holiday <laughs> inn. Yeah. Hell yeah. Triscone is like. <laughs> he wants to get shit popping. Is that a hotel to it? He said. Good move. <laughs> Good move. Good move. Yeah. So so now this is this really takes over from Natividad. Natividad's like fading in the distance. Mm. Just mm. covered in dust now. People are sad. Their wells are drying up. So then fucking Civil War ends. The, the Rebs lose. Hallelujah. And they're still fighting for that. They still haven't realized that they well, yeah. lost. But um, so anyway, yeah, the, the South loses. A lot of people Amen. from the South end up coming to California for the, the gold rush and trying to make it rich. For Niners? A lot, yeah. This time they're like 64ers, but they tried. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> Some of these people come to start coming down here. They start seeing the halfway house. They start seeing the hotels, the area around it. And they're like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is it. This is popping. This is the next fucking spot. This is Tombstone, bro. Yeah. Right? Did, I, did Tombstone have a train? Yeah, of course. Well, okay, so people wasn't. fucking got there? Well, it wasn't yet. It was not Tombstone yet then. Okay, then. There was no train. He'll let you know when he's there. Yeah. Well, who knows when Tombstone got a train, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know when Selena's got a train. 
Well, Selena's got a train after one of these businessmen by the name of Eugene Sherwood. Oh my God. Comes down. Mind what a world blown. we live in. Mind blown. <laughs> what in the holy hell? Can we invent something so that we can have schools named? <laughs> <laughs> The Lil Lil Institute. The Lil Lil Institute of Fine Arts. So, yeah. (laughs) Eugene Sherwood. um, Actually, he's not unfamiliar to this area. He had a sheep farm down by King City. Of course. But there was a drought. I knew about that sheep farm. Very familiar. The old Sherwood sheep farm farm where they shear the sheep sharply. I thought he was going to be involved with sharks for some reason. (laughs) We should. Surely they should. Tell me sharks come into the <laughs> history Please of Selena. Please tell me that shark, <laughs> sharks make an appearance <laughs> at some anyway, point. Anyway, the great Selena shark attack. <laughs> I mean, Shark Week did Shark Week did start last week. It so. is Shark Week as we speak. Yeah, it also, is Shark Week. Also, just so that you guys know. I know, it's I know. Week here. Keep I mean, going, keep going. No just, this feels like, so, uh, like our Shark Week right now. Yeah. You know? What I I'm feel, learning. This is amazing. Yeah, so... So anyway, Sherwood Sharks, Eugene Sherwood says this is, I believe, this is the a place where the next little hop in town is going to be. But in order to make sure of that, we need to get the railroad here. Absolutely. At this point, the, the Union Pacific Railroad ends in San Jose. So you, we need, you need to get that. If you yeah. connect to that, you do that. But at this point, some, some of the descendants of the Castro family... I've now started a competing town called Castroville. Oh, course. And that's very cocky. And it's a dirt town, right? Well, they (laughs) lost. They lost this fight. So they went up. So he's the Castro family's like, they're literally like, we'll give you land. Is that why it's called Castroville? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They were very cocky. They They named it after themselves. What in the. We yeah, need, we need to start Ozville then. Ozville, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Baldoville, whatever. What do you think? Baldoville, no, yeah. Ozville, Ozville. Yeah, for Ozville sure. better. Like that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they they're like and over there in Castorville, they start dividing up their land and pretty much saying like you can move in for free and we'll like mortgage the the thing for you. You can have this land and it, and it started working. So then. Eugene Sherwood got together with a dude named Allison Riker and something Jackson. I I saw the Jackson guy's first name, but I didn't write his name. So then the Jackson involves what you're telling us. So Sherwood, Riker, and Jackson get together. Fuck this Castro and his bill. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they they buy 160 acres, including the halfway house Mm. from Trisconi. Trisconi. Lit that music. fucking Italian. He was a a tin maker, so he got rich making um the thing the for the 49ers. You know how they they put the water oh, right in, in like the, the sifter. Yeah, those things are made out of tin. So that guy Tr- Trisconi, yeah, he was Trisconi. a tin maker. <laughs> That's how he got the money to buy the land, and then so he sells to Sherwood Riker and Jackson. They lay out a city half square mile. <laughs> On what is at this point the Rancho Sausal still. This is all on Rancho Sausal property. And that is literally where we are now. Like it's it's it, it all I mean the train station hasn't moved. That that's the train station. That's where it came in in eighteen seventies when it finally came in. Fascinating. And um so yeah, so so they lay out a city and Selena's just starts exploding. There's no train yet, but it looks like it's coming. At this point, this is 
uh, Monterey is like a hundred years old. It's kind of lost its luster. It's like a dying city. Uh, the capital has moved to San Jose. So Monterey, and at this point, Hollister is part of Monterey County. Gilroy is part of Monterey County. So like, if you have to go to court, you have to, and you're from Hollister, you have to go to Monterey on fucking wagon. So you have to go over the mountains. Like this is on covered wagon. Ain't no cars or anything back then. You got to think about this. I know exactly what you mean. One time I flicked a cigarette in. uh, Did you start the fire? San Francisco. Electro, did you start this fire? No, no, it was in the freeway. It was in the freeway. A simple flick. <laughs> but I had to go to court in San Francisco. I don't live there, man. That's so far away. I had to go to court there. That's very messed up. You had the luxury of driving. Yeah, but it's still a hell of a Imagine drive. you had to take a, a wagon. Well, I feel like it is, you know, it's this kind of the same thing, right? Not really, but no. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's the same concept of having to yeah, go yeah. a long distance for something you did kind of far away from that town because it's in the same county. <laughs> okay, Thank okay, you. so Thank you a little a little adoration. <laughs> Thank you. So again, so if, if Salinas gets not only the train but also is the the county seat, which is essentially the capital of the county. Then Salinas for sure is planting its name as like the new up and coming fucking cool place to live. Yeah. So they had a vote. The the people of Salinas said, all right, Monterey, fuck you. We think we're the more popular ones. Let's vote on it. And, but Hollister was like, no, we want to be the capital too. Cause we don't want to fucking go over there. So they fucking divided the vote. So Monterey won and, <gasps> and kept the capitalist capitalist is. So the we pe- should be the capital. That's so, what you're telling Well, me. exactly. That's what the people from Salinas said. We're so, the people's capital. So yeah. So they go to the people from Hollister. We got the popular vote, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Monterey had the old fucking leftovers they're geezers so the salinas people they go to the hollister people and they say look we need your votes to become the capital and if you do that for us we will vote so you become your own county that way you don't have to come all the way over here and you not only get you know you become the capital of your own county so you get both things you just got to vote for us collusion. against Monterey. Yeah. You're talking about collusion. Exactly. Is what you're talking about. Literally says, yeah, collusion. 1872. Says it on the board, huh? This oh. is where it goes down. Oh, shit, does. 1872, that collusion goes down. Salinas becomes the county seat. Also in that year, 1872, the train gets here. and uh, the, uh, Finally. Yeah. Yes, we've been waiting. <laughs> well, and the, the important thing about connecting to the train is that now you can connect to San Francisco, which has a connection to the intercontinental railroad. Mm-hmm. So the wheat, cause at this point you're growing wheat and barley uh, grains in the Salinas Valley. And, but you can't get them. If you want to get them to the East coast, you have to put them on a boat all the way down, all the way to Panama and shit. Like it's this big thing. Okay. But can, if, I, can I ask a question really quick? Wow. So you, at this point, you're telling me that Salinas is running trains. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't let him interrupt you. You're in Continue. control of this podcast, Ozzy, not him. I'm sorry. So, I always want to do a train joke. <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid. I don't know why he lets you on these. Continue. Dude, and that's... Yeah, so 1872, 
Train is here. The train is here. Salinas is. So we're now we're Tombstone. Popping. Now we're Tombstone. Yeah, now we're popping. So so at that time, is it like Tombstone? There's people with fucking bowl hats and fucking walking around and fucking yeah suits and fucking like yeah. outlaws and shit. Look at yeah, this. That's exactly how it is. It's amazing. Look at the pictures. It's pretty incredible. That's exactly how it was. That's amazing. And so now that the train is connected. <laughs> To San Jose and to the further Bay Area. In 1874, you have 80,000 acres of land in the Salinas Valley under cultivation. It's all wheat and stuff. There's no lettuce or anything. And and that's just how it goes for a while. I mean, a bunch of stuff happened. But do, I, I was just like, this we, is just getting too much. Do we know, like, why it became, like, a lettuce planting like like why why did that go from like wheat to like you know what we're just gonna we're just gonna go for lettuce so in the 20s they brought they brought in chinese so at this point you still have all the so the reason so right here in old town like when you're going to when you're going north when you pass the railroad tracks you're on market street you go down under the railroad tracks Mm mm-hmm that was that was a swamp. Like that was that's a natural depression. Feels like one now. That you like like they didn't dig that out. Like that was that's just drained. That's mm. just drained swampland. That makes sense. And so a bunch of the land around here was is drained swampland. That's why it became so. Again, in in 1872, the trains here. So now the land becomes more valuable for agriculture, but a bunch of it is filled with fucking salty water. So then what they do is they start bringing in Chinese people from San Francisco to build ditches and stuff to drain all the lakes. What is now called Car Lake was an actual fucking lake. Like it was a huge lake and it was part of like five other lakes and it was the biggest one I believe, but they were all of similar size and they were all connected by wetlands and then the Chinese drained all this stuff. In the 20s. So in the 20s is when Car Lake and a bunch of that stuff was drained around the what is the north and east side of this of the city. This is a big gap there from 74 to 21. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, the Titanic is long sunk after this. Well, and there is a bunch of stuff like, oh, okay, Selena started getting like gas lights and the car, you know, first car came and all. But I was like, dude, it's going to turn into like a three hour show, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but you do have some good stuff. You know, you have like these like late 1800s, like stuff that's going on, you know? Well, and then to answer your question of why the lettuce came here. So when the Chinese came down here, they're the ones that brought a lot of those row crops that Uh we're familiar with. So we have to thank the Chinese so this for this. Is Chinese, yeah. fuck it. We have lettuce because of the Chinese. Yeah, basically, that's that... incredible. <laughs> I would have never known that. No. <laughs> yeah, it was the Chinese, and then like the strawberries and stuff. It's the Japanese uh, brought those over. Um, oh, actually, look, they're in in eighteen ninety. Getting back, actually, to yes, cover a little yes. bit of that gap. I forget that I added that. Um, in 1890, also a guy by the name of Klaus Spreckles, of who, who was freaking what world do we live? <laughs> well, Klaus Spreckles is he's Klaus. <laughs> not only does he own like he was big in like California history, like so that guy was he made sugar from sugar cane in Hawaii, but 
Sherwood, Riker, and Jackson convinced him, like, dude, like, build a freaking sugar a sugar beet plant over here. So Klaus finally got convinced to do that. In 1890, he builds a, a sugar beet factory. And again, that's where th- there's that big gap, because at that point, like, Salinas is just chilling. Like, it's a pretty wealthy little town. People come here to start businesses. It's fucking, it's pretty neat. A lot of stuff is going on. And again, in 1870 and 1898 is when you get the Chinese and the Japanese coming down. Um, Initially, again, the Chinese to drain the land, and then they brought the the row crops and stuff. The Japanese brought, like, strawberries. Dude, and so the Chinese and built Chinatown, of course, because they legally couldn't build in the city. So they had to build outside, and that was outside of the city at that point because it was on the other side of the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it, dude, it's weird. It's one of the older China, Chinatowns, like, in the country because of that because they moved from— Really? Yeah, because Chinatown in San Francisco is, like, the first one, and the people from there came down to start this one. And Did we get the second Chinatown? It wasn't the second, but it, it was— Third or fourth? It was up there, yeah. It was one <laughs> of the, the earlier ones— in the 1870s, you know, that Chinatown was built. That's pretty crazy, man. So, yeah, so you, you have that. In the in 1920s, the lettuce is planted. Lettuce is planted, and that's when the Filipinos come in to work the lettuce fields. Mm. And the Filipinos, so Chinatown is divided into Chinatown, and one section of it is where the Japanese people live. And then... So that was already kind of filled up and they weren't necessarily friendly to the Filipinos. So when the Filipinos moved in, they built their neighborhood to the east of uh, Chinatown, which is where Cristo Rey is now. And actually that street that it's on is called Calle Cebu Mm -hmm. because that's the capital of the Philippines is Cebu City. Then that's where the the Filipino community center is right there. I mean, because that's their old neighborhood. And so the Filipinos move into that neighborhood in the 20s to work the fields. Dude, the, the Filipinos, it's fucking interesting. They they founded some of the first labor unions. They had a newspaper called the Philippines Mail, which is the longest-running Filipino newspaper in the country. It was printed in Salinas. Obviously, it's not around anymore, but they printed news in Tagalog, like it was in their native language, and it was interesting. It was interesting, and out of all the country, this is where this is where they had that thing. So the Filipinos come in. They're they're working the fields and everything's cool. You know, Salinas is getting even wealthier now that it, now the lettuce has come in. The green gold fucking has arrived. So in 1930, the population of Salinas is 10,000. You know, fucking booming, baby. That's like chuler. Fucking booming. We're not 10,000. So you got 10,000. Oh, no, you're not. We're not, huh? We're well below that. Well below. Never mind. Fake news. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Come like on. half of that. So 1930, you have 10,000 people living in Salinas. And obviously around that time, you had the Depression. You know, the Depression. And on top of that, in the Midwest, you had the Dust Bowl. Everybody knows about John Steinbeck, mm-hmm. about um, Grapes John of Steinbeck Wrath. fucking end up here? The Steinbecks ended up here, again, after Civil War. It was the same thing. If you read... Um, uh, it's not grapes of rest. What, what's the other tortilla flat? 
No, East of Eden. East Ooh, of Eden. East of Eden. Mm-hmm. That's basically a story about his family. Yeah, that's and true. And they came here after the Civil War, and they also had a ranch in King City. But in the 1860s, that same drought that pushed Sherwood out of uh, King City into San Francisco pushed the, not the Steinbacks. I don't think there were the Steinbacks yet, but Steinbacks family, north, farther north of the valley. Um, so yeah, so they they came ultimately via the east coast part of it from the east coast um like new england area and some of it from the the south civil war people so yeah so the 1930s we all everyone's read about the dust bowl or grapes of wrath or whatever and in salinas so salinas obviously is one of these places where people come to look for work because of what salinas does again in lettuce at this point we do more fresh vegetable stuff it's a little bit insulated from the great depression like so in the great depression wasn't as bad in salinas as it was in other places because of the valuable agriculture that we that we sell mm-hmm. you know it's not wheat you know it's not corn this right. is you know yeah exactly strawberries are fucking expensive they were expensive back then so so there's a lot of work here so a lot of people come here and a lot of people settle in the old Rancho El Alizal, which is to the east of Salinas, it's outside of Salinas city limits. There's, dude, there's a there's a map from 1874 that somebody somebody discovered, and Alisal Road is called Alisal Road because it's the road you take to get to the Alisal village over there, you know, way in the hills. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, it would be on horseback. Like to go from here to Monimar on horseback. Hell of a trip. It's a fucking mission, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. so and that and there was that one road. So you would take that. So they started settling on that land. Apparently they called it Pork Chop Hill. It's a beautiful name. What's Hebron now? Hebron Heights. Ah, uh, they should have kept it as Pork Chop Hill. Look, <laughs> what a what a travesty. That's history for you guys. So Salinas is not really affected like by the depression because again, but it's selling stuff, but it is affected by the depression in that a bunch of people come here to work. Mm-hmm. So now the Filipinos were overrun. Well, yeah, because they're getting their wages cut. So they try to cut their the Filipino wages or the workers' wages because they work in sheds at this point from 40 cents an hour to 30 cents an hour. Filipinos were like, no fucking dice. There was no dice. So in 1934 and 1936, there was strikes in Salinas, um, lettuce strikes about wages. And these were, fuck, I wish, ah, I was trying to make a slideshow because these these weren't just strikes. These were like battles. It's, the really? 1936 strike is literally called the Battle of Salinas in some newspaper accounts. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to ask you. I'm like, what is the Battle of Salinas? So, like, and why so haven't I ever heard of day. it? Okay, <laughs> so this, this is how it went down. The, the county supervisors were run by the farmers, as is usually the case. And the Filipinos got together and the Filipinos formed the Filipino Labor Supply Association, which was one of the first ag unions ever. So the Filipinos were like, dude, you can't keep you're not going to keep fucking with us. We're, we're unionizing, bitch. Mm-hmm. So they they make a union. The county board of supervisors passes an ordinance that says you can't pick it. It's an anti-picketing ordinance. So 
they essentially give the sheriff the power. Like you have, it's illegal to pick it. You have all power to, to do whatever you have to, to stop these, these, uh, picketers. these picketers. <laughs> so what the sheriff does, Sheriff Carl Abbott does at that point is he says, all right, everybody, every able-bodied man from 18 to 45, you have to report to the sheriff's office, uh, to be deputized. That's a- Awesome shit. Yeah. This is tombstone shit right here. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> this no. is in the 30s. Well, yeah. What would you have given to be deputized, Gordy? Uh, you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll, give her was... up. I'll give her up to be deputy, guys. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. Have a little star on your fucking, on your, on your jacket? Come on. That's that's what you give a sister up for, not for much else, but <laughs> for that. I'm taking this as disrespect. No, no that's you the gotta see, look, respect. You got to see some of these pictures, though. Look at this. I can't really see it, but this is. Look at that. Oh yeah, just mm-hmm. armed men with shotguns. Look at that sheriff. Look at that sh- fucking fat. All butt. of them wearing hats. This is in Salinas. This is fucking this Salinas. Crazy. This is Main Street. That's that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy look, to look see it these, like that. Look up these pictures. What, like, what you guys, this is going to blow your mind. What? This is Selena's Lettuce Strike. Selena's Lettuce Strike. Like, that's Main or, Street. Or you could say Battle of Selena's. Look at right here. This is Look at the look at the background. Oh, my God. That's First Awakenings. Yes, it is. That's insanity. That's where they <gasps> shot Bandits this with Bruce freaking, Willis and Billy Bob Thornton. If you pay attention, this man here in the white, he's bloodied. His His shirt is all bloodied. He's How many ble- times have we crossed that street drunk as hell? Yeah. And these guys were battling it out. There was like a Gangs of New York situation right, going on. Right, In the fucking place where we get drunk on <laughs> on a <the> daily. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically what... We, okay, see, here here it is. See, they're, they're protecting the trucks. We need to make a poster out of that image. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, we do. Yeah, actually, that would be a great thing uh, to have in the yes. studio. Sheriff Carl Abbott, see? Well, get Carl Abbott out here, boys. <laughs> and if you notice, it's two B's, two T's, just like Abbott wrote. Double, uh, double. Let's just double up on the letters. So anyway, so that's what they would do. The, the The county said it's illegal to strike. So then the sheriff and their like the farmers, they would bring in scabs to work the fields. Of course, the Filipinos would would want to go over and fuck up the scabs. So then these dudes would show up to fucking protect. Look at this shit. Every one of them has a shotgun. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, That's seven, eight, nine, gang. ten, yeah. eleven. Yeah. Every single one of them has a the shotgun. Original the original Selena's gang. gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> Abbott's gang. <laughs> Sheriff Abbott's gang. Don't come around, Abbott. See. <laughs> Stop. Stop yourself right now. Look out, boys and gals. Oh God. The Abbott boys are here. <laughs> So, so that that was the '30s in Selena. So, it, it, what a time! The, what a time to be alive! <laughs> yeah, there was armed vigilantes roaming the streets. Um, unions were being formed. This would be a legitimate movie. Yeah, like a classic western about Selena's. We need to write. We need to write that. it. We got, we got, yeah, we got the. Dude, look, you got all the information here. Uh, we could fucking we can write this. I think well, you so. could do a, a multi generational type flick, right? Where you follow different people. 
one guy was in this gang. His son was like, what the fuck? I can't believe my grandpa did this or my yeah. dad did this. I don't know. Anyway. We'll, we'll talk we'll about talk this out, after. Yeah, off air. So Cut this part out. This is, they're going to steal our ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so that's 1936. It, it's uh, the rest of the 30s. It keeps, you know, as tumultuous. But obviously the end of the decade is the beginning of World War II. Obviously. Our, and all our problems seem kind of small at that point. Nazis are everywhere. Killing Nazis. So Nazis are everywhere. <laughs> In 1940, but the Salinas was a booming, wasn't he? Oh, so yeah. In the the 20s, actually, like per capita, which is if you divide like okay, the capitas. Yeah, we'll say like okay, the the amount of money Salinas made like through its goods was a hundred million dollars, and there's five thousand people there. So that that divided by the other means every person is was responsible for X amount of money or whatever. Mm-hmm. In the twenties, Salinas was the wealthiest based on that number in the country. A hundred years ago, mm-hmm. mm. we were the wealthiest motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> it was the uh, dude. If you read some of the accounts, it, yeah, it, people were like, Salinas is it. Mm-hmm. It was it was gonna be. It was supposed to be San Jose before. San Jose took over. I don't know what happened. World yeah. War II. So anyway, World War II, the Salinas Tank Company is activated. The Salinas Tank Company is a a battalion, the Salinas Battalion of soldiers that dates back all the way to the 1890s. They're different soldiers at this point, obviously. But uh, basically, like when anything ever went down and they needed the National Guard, these are the dudes that would show up. And in 1940, because of World War II, Salinas Tank Company called up into action. They go to Washington State to learn whatever they're going to do. They fight in the Philippines. They they fight in a, uh, another battle. I forget what other battles, but they, they fight down in there. They end up being part of the Bataan Death March. And out of the 107 people that left from Salinas, again, these are all men from Salinas. Only 47 of them came back from World War II. Like yeah, sixty percent of them died. Yeah, of these these guys from Salinas. So also- that's that's very interesting to think of like like yeah like people from Salinas fought in World War Two like well not only that and back then it was like people only from Salinas you know we wouldn't just join the army and they would just throw us with different people like it would just be like me you and all our friends you know like yeah when time to war like we become soldiers Let's go die together. Yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. It's like not even half of them came back. No. Fuck. Not half of them came back. And then also in the middle of the war in 1942, the president, who's it, Roosevelt? Absolutely. Teddy Roosevelt? Absolutely it was. Um, he signed the act of the, the Japanese relocation thing, basically saying if you're a Japanese American and you live within X amount of the coast, Thanks for the strawberry. You go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. Ungrateful bastards. Well, exactly. Exactly. Again, eight, 1890s. They go back to the 1890s in Salinas. They were an established, they were established already as part of the community. Damn. Well, again, to, to show that, I have that number there. Um, uh, Where the hell is, where's my Salinas High number? Oh, 46 seniors from Salinas High in 1942 didn't graduate. Because they were sent to fucking prison. They were sent wow. to internment camps. 
46 seniors. Like, why did they get... Because they were Japanese. Japanese, Japanese. yeah. Yeah, if you were a Japanese citizen during World War II and you lived within, like, 500 miles of the coast, you got arrested. This is why we're going to be in cages soon, right, Ozzy? Like, if you're Mexican, even though you're in America... Well, this is what we. This is where when people talk about this and people say this is outrageous, we would never do this. It's yeah, like, it's, yes, it's we did. Happened. We have. <laughs> we did again in in Salinas. So the rodeo grounds have been around since Eugene Sherwood's time. Absolutely, that was have. that was land that he gave that he owned, and so obviously there was no rodeo at, at during this because of because of the war. So in. In 1942, they used the Rodeo grounds as an assembly center for all the Japanese people that lived in this area that lived in, again, what is Monterey, Santa Cruz, and San Benito County. It was different back then, but like, but those areas, all of them were taken, they were put at, they they built, like, they put them at this in the horse stables, which is fucked up. So in the horse stables, that, that's where they would put the families temporarily before, so they could figure out who, you know, get whatever the hell information they were going to get from them. And ultimately over 3,500 Japanese people went through the Salinas Assembly Center, which is what we call the sports complex now. And um, insanity. yeah, there's a little, there's a rock out there that says that, but it's fucking, it's nuts. It's fucking nuts. So anyway, so at this time as, as well, because of World War II, because we're doing this to our Japanese citizens, there's nobody to work the fields. And we obviously need fucking field work we're in the middle of a war i feel like that's i feel like that's the intro to the mexican (laughs) in come the fucking in come the fucking here we come here we come here come the morenos (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) and figuratively (laughs) (laughs) that is our last name but we are also dark (laughs) i'm dark you're not (laughs) in my heart i am and then and granted it is kind of strange in that in 1823, when the story first started, this was Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, that is, so, that is um, very amazing. So actually. it's kind of a reintroduction. Um, and, in, and so in 1942, a program was started to bring Mexican nationals in to come work the fields, what, what we commonly call the Bracero, Bracero program. program. And a lot of Mexicans love Salinas, and we just fucking stayed, bitches. Yeah, fucking right, we did. <laughs> we ain't going anywhere. I'm still here, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And this is where it gets kind of fun at this point. It's just it's just fun little things just to, to wrap up this episode. Ah, oh, let's go. Um, so we're in 1942. Mexicans show up. What's up? Yeah, just like pinches, barbacoa. It's like we're about to show you how how the fuck to work. Like, oh yeah, and and so Partying. five years after that, uh, Salinas is home to the first planned shopping center. So I'm assuming like plaza type thing in the country. The very first planned shopping center in the country is built in Salinas. No, it's what's called Valley. Valley Center. It's where the the bowling alley is. Oh, that does seem old. Now that you talk, it does seem very old. It seems when you when you show up in that uh like parking lot or whatever, it does seem like it's a 1950s kind of a fucking 1947. Well, yeah, you know we're getting there. It also included (laughs) the building across the street, 
And in the building across the street was the centerpiece of the of the shopping complex or the shopping center, and it was a Sears store. Oh, so yes. recently went out of business. R.I.P. to that. Yeah. Well, this was the big the bee's knees at that point that there Salinas was getting a Sears. Getting a in Sears, that a big place. deal. That building is now called the Quadrangle Building. I don't like it, that name. What it's was that it's got like social <laughs> services and stuff there. Yeah, it's on South Main. It's close to where we go to the eye doctor. Romy Lane? Yeah. yeah, it's in that area. There's a big office building there. That's the old Sears. So in 1947. Oh, yeah, I feel like I've been there. Yeah. It have. does feel like a fucking Sears. Yeah. Now you mention it. <laughs> you're in the escalator. You're on the escalator. Like, why does this look fucking familiar? Why do I want to buy a fucking laundry machine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get a fridge as soon as I leave this building. So 1947, Valley Shopping Center opens up. Salinas is fucking still popping, happening town. Very next year, Salinas Junior College, to to honor its legacy and its creator, mm. changes its name to Hartnell College. But that is official, right? Like, because of the Hartnells, when this was still fucking Mexico? Is that yeah, what you're well, Yeah, me? William Hartnell got one of these. This was still Mexico when, when that was happening, right? Yeah, a white guy too, dude. Mm-hmm. It's funny. You're, you're like, you read all like <laughs> yeah, you're going through all the history, and there's just like one white, and it's all these Marias and Castro. The white and savior. Stuff, and That's why it's a, a prominent fucking thing in movies. Get well, the he, white savior in. He there. married a like a woman whose father was a prominent. Spanish guy in this area So again That's why he was like He financed the The 2900 acres Or whatever I was like Alright Give it to my boy here mm-hmm. But he's gotta build a school Get some strawberries So in 1948 Again I, uh, Yeah Salinas Junior College Becomes Hartnell Next year 1949 And again A bunch of stuff has happened But also The Alisal Area Has continued to grow The Okies They ain't going They didn't go nowhere and as people have come to show to go to work, they go there because that is built to cheaper standards. That's where all the workers end up. So in 1949, Selena says, dude, join us. If you join us, we'll build you sidewalks, running water, Absolutely. white women. Yeah. Like, we have it all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is all <laughs> luring me in. <laughs> he, he would have totally joined. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the people of Alisal, they say nine. Mm. They will have none of that shit. Nine? We'll stay on our own. They they vote no annexation. Keep your horse. Alisal stays Keep your white on the horse. We have our own horse. But at that time, Salinas is growing still, but it has really substandard medical facilities. If you need a fucking appendicitis, you need a tit job, you got to go to San Jose for right, that shit. Right, right. It's that's bullshit. That's how it goes, though, to this and day. And it's right? far. It's a far drive to go get your tits done. If bullshit. you want your tits done, you're going to come on. You're going to take this the This is the drive. 50s. TV's out, you know. People are seeing you. You got to look good. So Titties people in Salinas is like, are important. like, how can we get our people here? Titties. So a bunch of people <laughs> get together. <laughs> Several of the local business People get together. Mm-hmm. A law passes saying that you can you can raise taxes to build a hospital if you want. 
So they say, cool, we're going to do that. We're going to build a hospital in Salinas so we don't have to keep going to San Jose for all this fucking work. We can just stay local. Can we heal these motherfuckers here? Heal that. A lot of of them are dying on the way. Yeah. Hmm. We're still taking carriages (laughs) in the 50s. Look, we're trying, but they're dying on the way. (laughs) So a bunch of people get together, including a guy named Bruce Church, who there's still a, a, a local ad company called Church Brothers. And they're one of the big ag companies, and he is one of those originals. So they get together, they figure out the money, they build this hospital in what it used to be old Japanese strawberry fields, which is kind of fucked up. Strawberry fields forever? Is that what you're saying to me? So they built it it on on Romy Lane. Let's let's, let's honor the Japanese by playing that song. Strawberry fields forever. Yeah. Well, they decide to honor... The men and women that fought in World War II, let's be honest, it was only men. They didn't really think about Yeah, I mean, women... They were there, but they didn't honor them for well, that. Well, women were like... Uh, they were nursing nurses. people yeah, back they to were, health. Yeah, they were... So, again, in order to honor the, the people that fought in World War II, they decided to name this hospital Memorial Hospital. Oh, my God. Which this is, is making <laughs> me emotional, Ozzy, because we, we were born there. Yeah, yeah, I was born in Memorial yeah, Hospital. Yeah, all, all three of us were. So in 1953, Memorial Hospital opens up, again, named to honor everybody that fought in World War II, including the 60, 60 so, people, 60, uh, you know, people, people from that Salinas. Didn't so so didn't... our lives being born in Memorial Hospital are in some way a tribute to these people these that fought in the, in the war. Yeah. yeah, that were from Salinas. Yeah, they live on. They live on through, through us. us. Through us. Yeah. What a fucking... We keep making life, you know? What a realization Goodness, we just made. <laughs> Ozzy, you have changed my life today. Yeah. I, I'm Sel- going to move back well, this to This is Salinas. what we're fighting for. This I'm is what this is. I'm going to move back to Salinas. I've decided today. Thank you. I mean, this is insanity. This is beautiful. This is really great. I really hope a lot of people listen to this yeah. because this will really make no you proud of No one knows the fucking story. I never even thought about what this no. story was. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, this is it. So also in the 50s, um, Sherwood Gardens Shopping Center opens up in front of the sports complex. Yes, so then yes. that's good, really good Chinese food there. Yep. Well, and, and that's what begins. The, I used to work in that shopping center. That's what begins the city's growth towards that area. And when did dentistry come to Salinas? <laughs> With the Chinese. So good. Sure. So the good. Chinese. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, so Salinas starts growing to that part of town. They start, we start growing north. We, um. And so in 1960, that's when North Salinas High School opened up. But Salinas was not fucking done growing because in 1963, Alice Al finally said, all right, you win. We will become become Salinas. Yeah. Name a street after us and we got a fucking deal. (laughs) And a high school. And we're good. We have a high school and a middle school, too. (laughs) And and a a market. Yeah. Yeah. Just honor well, us. Honor man, us. <laughs> I would like a market, sir. <laughs> so at that, so Alice L becomes a part of Salinas. Salinas population all of a sudden is around fifty grand at this point. Oh, fifty thousand people in Salinas. Salinas is growing, a booming. It's yeah. it's a booming. It's growing, and so then a couple years later to. F- to fill this booming population, Alice High School is built, 
And that's pretty crazy. I thought that was crazy. Two high schools within five, yeah, within five years. North High in 1960 and Al Sal in 1965. And these high schools stand and do people seem as go to them to this very fucking day? Yeah. Yeah, those are still some, some of the high schools. Also in 1962, it really has to be said, uh, John Steinbeck won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Mm-hmm. I still, to me, is a, the Nobel Prize is... It's a huge, it's a huge, huge award. It's a huge honor. Yeah, it's, a, it's just like right above the Oscar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right below the Peabody. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. The AVNs are also. <laughs> in the, in the, They've gained a lot of prestige over the years. <laughs> you know, people, people, people vote. People yeah. vote. <laughs> so, so in 1962, John Steinbeck wins the Nobel Prize for Literature, which I think is monumental. It cements him as one of the Selena's greatest sons. Well, that for sure, but but one of the best writers of the twentieth century, if I'll if not that. the best. It's in, I've seen like best book lists of the twentieth century yes. for like different countries. They got Steinbeck in there every it's time. Ama- it's top five yeah. all the time, everywhere around the world. So we gotta go to the Steinbeck Center again. I love the Steinbeck Center. John Steinbeck. Center. My prom was at the Steinbeck a- Center. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah. So in 1962, he wins the Nobel Prize. 1963, Al becomes part of Selena's. Also in in 1963, in September, here, oh, here's your Chular fucking connection. There you thank go. Thank you. Thank you. Please. 32 dead. Oh. oh. <laughs> So in September 17th, so of 19- the Chilerians were slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's already not enough people living there, and then 32 get no killed. No wonder no one wants to stick around. <laughs> so in 1963, the Bracero program is still going on. The war ended, but people were like, "These Mexicans work hard. Yes, let's just keep them. Can we make a little town for them? Yeah." <laughs> So, so these dudes uh, obviously would take buses as they still do to go to the fields every Isn't that fucking amazing? day. Every fucking day, Bro, like that hasn't changed. Well, so this bus, quote unquote, was a flatbed truck that they bolted benches onto. Okay. So that and this was how they would get people to work. So they did that. We give you a bench to sit on. Oh my god, yeah. so, that is dangerous. Oh, it's super dangerous. So no seatbelts, nothing. No, not even a roof. Not a sturdy bench. So a nice sturdy bench. It was probably pine or something. You know, uh, <laughs> wood. My, my guess, my guess is it, it, it was pine. <laughs> a decent wood. You're not gonna make these guys sit on just like whatever. You know, some bitch wood. Yeah, a nice slab. So there was deaths. So so they take this flatbed truck. They bolt benches to it. They fill it with braceros. They send them to work. They're going to work. They're crossing over the railroad tracks in Chular. Um, Uh There is a memorial there now. If you're when you're driving home tonight, don't hit it. (laughs) Well, Um, but it's still there. It's so so they're driving down there for some odd reason. The truck crosses the railroad track when a train is coming. The same railroad tracks that came to Salinas in 1872. The truck tries to go over the tracks, gets stuck, gets hit by the train. Whoa. 32 braceros end up be getting killed. 32? 32. It is to this day the deadliest traffic accident in American history. No way. If you look it up, there is... Get out of town. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, 
as someone who has lived in Chula <laughs> since he was fucking nine or yeah, ten, yeah, yeah. Um, I, w- I would always hear about ghost stories on the fucking train track. Well, at least 32 of them are right. And <laughs> and I'd be sleeping, trying to sleep in my little bed, trying to fucking go. Not to, think about try it. Try to go to fifth grade the next day or whatever. Yeah. And then I'd hear that train, papa, and I'd be like, "It's ghosts around the and bed. death." Because <laughs> well, the train track is very audible and very close to yeah. where we actually live. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of those stories stem from this night. Mm. Or, or I think so. Now day. that you mention it, yeah, there's like ghost trains. There's ghost train stories in in Chular that I would hear, and then, and then I'd hear the train and be like, this "Okay, is, sidebar, this is... you can also make a horror movie about the 32 dead braceros from Chular." That's right? part two. Yeah, that's part two. Big, that's part two. The spinoff. Big <laughs> shout out to uh, Chago and Baktun Twelve. They actually did a play called. Mi Abuelito Fue Bracero. Mm. And it was about a gentleman that was killed in that tragedy. In the Chular fucking travesty. Yeah, which I saw at the Mullins Theater at Alisal High School. I can't believe that in my little town there is a a fucking statistic of a fucking great fucking traffic accident. It is the deadliest... Traffic, <laughs> traffic accident. Say it again for the, the kids. Uh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it, it changed a lot of laws, a lot of rules, a lot of things came from that. It's it's unfortunate because it's obviously a huge tragedy. But a lot of uh, that's rules usually, were changed. That's usually how laws change, though, or the, how they evolve. The Bracero program was ended shortly after that. Some people say that had a big part, like that ruined the PR. Like you bring, because these are again Mexican nationals. These aren't Mexican Americans. These are people that come to Mexico, brought from Mexico to work, and then taken back. So they came from their country and died here because of our fucked up safety laws. So that was a, a a pretty huge big event, and that was again the year after John Steinbeck wrote or won the Nobel Prize, writing for about what? stories about for literature. Yeah. Okay. But so what had he just written or what? Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath, of course. Mm-hmm. Grapes of Wrath is, is the, well, again, when you look at the top books, that's the book. Grapes of Wrath is his big thing, you know. So when you think of, like, okay, like Steinbeck, where does he stack up next to, like, a Hemingway, which people say that he's the he, greatest he's writer of all there. fucking time? Oh, he, he, there's a lot of lists where he's above Hemingway. They're really? contemporary. Yeah, they're contemporaries. They're, they're rivals. That's beautiful, man. John's yeah, John Steinbeck. That, I don't know because I'm I like I feel like if I was from Wichita, Kansas, one of my favorite writers would be John Steinbeck. I I, I don't know how to express how lucky I am and how happy I am that I get to walk the same streets that this motherfucker does. It's inspiring for sure. Um, I I see the same th- the fired man like you know like anyway he saw those same vistas when you read travels your travels with Charlie and he he's at Fremont's Peak and he's talking about north south east west and like one last time and I'm just like fuck dude I've seen that I've experienced that I I know. What he what he's felt. talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt that in inside of me, you know, mm. when you just see from Fremont's Peak all over Monterey Bay. And and again, I love 
Because he just, to me, he describes things better than anything. That dude could describe a hill. It's like in three paragraphs and it's just like, God damn, how did you put so much detail? But not only that, I could walk that fucking hill that he described. Like as a Feel writer, the same feeling. yeah, as a writer, to me, it's just a fucking, I don't know. There's something to it. And, and anyway, I don't mean to digress on that, but to me, John, John Steinbeck back being a here more. and being a Nobel Prize winner. We should be absolutely fucking proud of that. Uh, no, that is, yeah, that's, de- dude, what, the Steinbeck Center is a short walk from where we are right now. Yeah. We walked in front of it to go get beer earlier. Yeah. And it's always we there. We saw his house it's when we turned there. left. It's always there for us. Everybody knows, like, whatever. Steinbeck is the most important thing in Selena. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's Selena's son. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, forever and always. Pr- and he our, only, our pride and joy. And he only really like wrote about Salinas like kind of like casually. He right? was not a fan of this town. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love Steinbeck and I love Salinas and the people from here that want to promote a, a, a touristy thing. Yeah, he, like, like he talks about he it briefly, like on, on in on mice and men, of mice and men. He like mentions it, right? But it's never like, oh yeah, Salinas is great. Like he just kind of brings it up every now and then. But he's still the fucking treasurer of this fucking town. Mm. <laughs> well, because again, you if don't you... have to love this town. <laughs> oh no, no one does. That's what I'm saying. Ah, we all love it. We love well, it but again, he grew up with the workers that made this town wealthy, and he grew up when it was that super wealthy. He saw how superficial it was. He saw that everybody was like, again, you know, jicking and jiving and fucking living life and just pretending like they were the fucking bee's knees because they were all rich and shit. And Steinbeck was like, fool, you guys are all filthy. Like, you guys are all terrible. Only reason you're doing this is because you're doing this on the backs of these people that you don't ever want to acknowledge even exist. And that's when when he wrote about it. That's why the farmers hated him. That's when they say that they burned his books, which is not that common, but the, it did happen. But that's why he was disliked because he grew up in this city when it was like San Jose is now. Hmm. Imagine growing up in Silicon Valley. Where, Never would want to imagine that. Well, no. Yeah. But imagine doing it like you're from there. You're from the quote unquote real Silicon Valley. Like your family is from there from what before it was Silicon Valley. this what it is. And now you just see all these fucking towers and money, and you're like, this is not... Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. And Steinbeck wrote about that, which is why here. a lot of people pissed, pissed a lot of people off. Anyway, damn it. I don't want to keep going this Man, Steinbeck you, rabbit we need hole. A, we need to do a Steinbeck well, honestly, episode. Honestly, Ozzy Boy, I think like you're talking about a lot of really great stories in this episode. I think... There's episodes to be have where we like dive into yeah. these. Oh yeah, exactly. No, that that's why I things. definitely want. Yeah, and anybody listening who's like gritting their teeth, I was like, "Fuck, you missed this part or that part." Know that we I need purposely to- skipped over a lot because there is a lot more to digest and a lot more things that do deserve episodes on their own. Oh, that's why this is Selena's Underground podcast, and we're going to talk about Selena's underground all the time then let's 20, do it you're let's 24 7 because this is amazing this is super fascinating to me i like i ne- 
I feel ashamed that I never even oh, thought nice. to ask yeah, these you, about where we came you really, from and you why really we're love, here. You really love your town, Ozzy. And yeah, fuck yeah. Well, I, and this is what I, if people knew this, I believe they would as well. Yeah. So that there boat, is a pride to I these. have like this new pride. There is a pride to this. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. And that's what I want. So when you when November comes, when you have to cast that vote, it's not Thanksgiving, just, right? Thanksgiving. No, Shut it's up. the first week. It's over after it's, it happens before Thanksgiving. It's like the but first, it's the first Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the question. Yeah, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Turkeys. But this is what's on Field the line. Goes. You know, this is what's on the line. And then, so what's the last thing on this board? So, here? all right. So, well, and I got a little bit. I, I go up to 1998. Let this will finish up quickly. Nah, take so. Time, so we're in the but... 60s. Well, we can't. We're in the 60s. Steinbeck wins his Nobel Prize. Salinas 62. is still doing cool. He was doing cool in 1972. Fucking. Tragedy for the original Salinas. For Old, the shopping center. Yeah. So at this point, downtown Salinas, what we know is downtown or South South Salinas again, mm-hmm. South Main, is still the shopping center. Everybody comes here from around Monterey County, Santa Cruz County to do their shopping here. Absolutely. Well, in 1972, all that changes because a uh, Store named Emporium opens a shopping center. That giant E. Damn. Yeah, that giant E. They like, dude, you you get to Salinas, that giant E would be the first thing you get. It was lit up. It was a giant red E. You're home, baby. That's what that meant. So for for all our younger listeners, that is what is now called Northridge Mall. Or yeah, or Macy's. Macy's. Yeah, or Macy's. Macy's Macy's was where the Emporium was at. Yeah, but it was an Emporium shopping center, so it was built around that Macy's. So that was the first thing to go in there. 1972, that opens up. So in other words, Las Tiendas Grandes. uh, It was funny when I was doing my notes, (laughs) I wanted to say, oh, some big stores opened up just to see if you guys knew or if that's how you refer to them. But yeah, that's what our parents called it our entire childhood. If you grew up on the East Look, we're done with these little ass stores. (laughs) We're going to the big ones. We're going to the big ones. And and it's funny because that's, well, if you think about it, that's where it comes from. Because you, you would go downtown. Mm-hmm. You would go downtown Little before shops. that. Well, and yeah, and you compare what is even that quadrangle building to Northridge Mall. Oh, it's yeah. ginormous. Oh, yeah. So if you lived in Salinas and spoke Spanish at that time, those new stores would be huge. So you'd be like Las Tiendas Grandes. Well, that's the beauty <laughs> of, of Salinas and Old Town. Is you're walking down Old Town, it does feel old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see the structures, you'd be like, this has been here for a long fucking time. Las Tiendas Grandes, wait, that's new shit. New shit. We all knew that. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, again, we all knew that growing up. We all know that term. So 1972, they opened up as the Emporium Shopping Center. Five years later, in 1977, the the really big shock comes to downtown when Sears announces they're leaving their South Main place and moving to a new expansion at Northridge Mall. Betrayal. I don't know if you remember. I personally don't remember, but originally Sears was separate from the mall. Of course I don't remember that. Yeah, they connected it in the 80s. 
But well, originally, no, I was born in well, the late no, we 80s. Were, we were born in, well, I was born in the early 80s, but I don't, born have, 80s, I don't have 82. memories of them all being separated. I think Sears was already combined. Yeah, I don't I don't what either, but there that exists. So people the the business owners of downtown were like, fuck that. Like they went to the city and they're like, you gotta do something. You're fucking us over. Mm-hmm. We're gonna lose hella business. So the city decides this all is right, the fight for Selena's soul, right? Exa- here. That's what they were saying. So the city oh, said, All right, shit. we're gonna spend one million dollars. To revitalize the downtown, the downtown in an old town western theme, <gasps> which is where the old town comes God from. Damn. They failed, right? Oh Completely? yeah, none of that shit looks country western at <laughs> I all. I wish. No, I know, no, I mean, I, I, it like I said, I get feel. the vibe. It has, I get the vibe. You get a taste of it. You get the vibe, but I mean, they failed. They had to have failed financially. Las pinches tiendas grandes, you can't fuck you with can't that. You can't compete with it destroyed, that. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't yeah, work. I, mean, you, what, I have never shopped for clothes. I, I shopped for boots here at the Red Wing fucking exactly. store Exactly. Or, or like when you have like these mom and pop like restaurants and then a fucking McDonald's moves in. You know, it's like you're just fucking the little guy, you know? Yeah. So what that's a- messed up. So, yeah, it didn't work. Tip. That redevelopment obviously didn't work because here we are in 2020 and they're still trying to do it. So they've been trying to do it since the 70s, 1970s. 72 to be. Well, 77 when the Sears moved. That's what really fucked all this down here. So in 1981, I I put this in here just because I know a lot of young people are getting political and a lot of older people are going to try to tell you, like, stay in your lane. You don't know what you're doing or that there's no, like, history or anything like but there's a lot of history of Chicano or Mexican-American activism in Salinas, well, yeah, obviously all over California. But uh, to show that in 1981, Hartnell College and the Salinas Californian, they sponsored what the second annual Chicano Conference, which was a big organization, a big you know gathering of a lot of Mexican-American minds. So already at that time, there was people getting together thinking about how can... Again, this country better help or do something. Again, the Mexican-American, we're starting to to become a, a presence. And again, I just included in that because I know a bunch of older people are going to be like, fool, you're 20 years old. Like, you don't know shit about politics. Or like, th- like Salinas has never been like this. It's like, no, fuck that. Mm-hmm. This, you could go back again to the 30s, yeah. to those fucking strikes. Mm-hmm. This has been a town of fucking armed combat of fucking radical revolution yeah Yeah. exactly and at this point up until the 80s salinas had what was called uh like popular vote elections actually i don't know the exact term so for city council members it was basically okay there was four spots up 10 people ran the four people with the highest amount of votes they became council members so (laughs) <laughs> well, because of that, it ended up happening. The fucking four most popular, aka the four most people with money, mm-hmm. would all end up winning. <laughs> so it was all all white city council at this point. This was the eighties, you know. Salinas was changing. The population was, was nearing. Yeah, oh the, crack, the crack epidemic was in full swing. Oh, wow, what God. a time! What a time to be alive! <laughs> so. 
So again, part of this when revolu- did cocaine reach Selena? Can you shut up about <laughs> cocaine? Well, no. we had four doors since a while, and so I think pretty quickly, cocaine and we've had again train connections and traffic connections. Like this has probably been a hub for drugs for a, a long time. Yeah, it was an easy fucking. Just an easy trip. Okay. You used to be able to take boats also down the Salinas River to Moss Landing and to Cocaine Island. Okay, dude, there's a there's a pretty cool rum running story of Moss Landing. Oh, man, we need you need to really we need, we need to, to really, break this down. Oh yeah, we need to episodes. get into episodes of all these even. stories. Every, oh my goodness! Every bullet point, you guys. I mean, Let obviously, me you can't see this, finish but he up, had like a million bullet points that I feel can all be. Bring it, home. bring it on home. Bring it on home, Ozzy. Here, have it. Get another drink. Bring, yeah. bring it on home. Shut up. So let's do this for America. 80s. We're in the eighties now. This is kind of getting to our era. Kind of. Nineteen eighty-one, second annual Chicano conference held in Salinas at Hartnell College. So in the late 80s, the Mexican-American Chicano people start saying, hey, man, we're fucking underrepresented. It's always fucking white farmers that end up being on the council. The chosen whites. We ain't we ain't down with that. Yeah, we got to change that. So in 1988, the voters of Salinas decide that they want district elections, meaning that you divide the city up into districts and then the districts vote for their own representation. Makes fucking sense. So the year after that, uh, a guy by the name of Simon Salinas mm. runs runs for city council, and he's elected in 1989 as the first Mexican American councilman in Salinas history. 1989, dude. I I, I was two. Lily was, was like twenty three. Ah! No, <laughs> I remember my. <laughs> My yeah, my easy, family easy was was really fighting for this guy to be elected. Oh, like they'd yeah. go out and they'd like you know carry signs, and we were we kids, but it. we would pick, we pick it. it. Yeah, we would pick it. We were a so part of a revolution. We got we to meet children. Simon Salinas. Well, he was like a family friend because everyone was like trying to get him elected. We were on the news protesting <laughs> and shit. Yeah, that was a different thing though. Yeah, there well, we I mean, this was because <laughs> this is a town that so in. We had the the strikes in the 30s, and then you had Cesar Chavez, mm-hmm. you know, later on, come come on. We all know the tale. And, dude, he was locked up in jail. It was so interesting. The judge locked him up and said, we're going to lock you in jail indefinitely until you call off the strike. Damn. And he said, no dice. call off a strike from jail? Well, and he was in the jail out in Alisal, right down the street, again from where we are, in between us and Hartnell College. That jail still stands. It's a national fucking wow. monument. It's it's still there. So anyway, yeah. So there's been political upheaval by the Mexican Americans for decades in this town. 1989, Simon Salinas gets elected first council member of Mexican American descent, and then in 1990. The population of Salinas reaches 100,000. We hit that fucking six-digit milestone. Ooh. And it's about time, 100,000 really. followers for, for the millennials. That's kind of what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it was, civic style on the city. Because they're pussies. And also going back to this Chicano revolutionary stuff, in 1992... 
the Chicano Cultural Resource Center opened up at Santa Lucia Library, which is now called Cesar Chavez Library. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that library. So, yeah. So, again, 1992. In 1992, the Chicano Cultural Resource Center, like, there's still, there's stuff that's coming out now, you know, about Mexican-Americans, you know, retaking your heritage or being proud of what you are. In 1992, people in Salinas were already doing advanced shit. And then to finally further that, and this is my final point, ends in 1998. Of course, there's still a lot of history to go or that happened in between. Mm -hmm. But in 1998, Salinas welcomed its first woman mayor and its first Latina mayor. And that is Ana Caballero, who is now a state assemblywoman or something. Mm -hmm. And she saved the libraries and she's done a lot of stuff. But anyway, that in itself also in 1998, that this is a city of, again, 200 years. But barely in 1998, we've elected our first woman mayor and first Latina at that. We're progressive as fuck is what you're telling me, right? 98? I don't know. That seems that seems kind of all, it seems kind of late. Yeah, that seems kind of late to me. Facetious. Facetious. So anyway, I, I apologize for this being one of the longer. Don't Selena's apologize. No, this is an but there's a lot fucking episode, and there's a lot I skipped over, man. There's and there's a lot to even dive into. We must just just the railroad coming here about mm. people getting fucked over and all this is like. And it crashed the first time it got here. If you go yeah. to the train station right now, there's a mural. You know that guy that does the big cutouts or whatever? So there's one right there at the train station. It's a train. Is it and, worse than the Chula and it's fiasco? On a, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not. as No, nobody died. But the, the mural, it's a train, and it, it's hitting a fence that's all broken. And it looks like that fence is not supposed to be broken, but it's by design. Because in 1872, when the fucking train finally showed up, the very first train, and everybody was there to welcome it. Yeah. The fucking brakes failed, and it it derailed. What a tale. Um, But there's so much stuff, man. And this is our city, and this is what... Definitely nobody has even thought about what the fuck this town is or what it was or what, this is very yeah. fascinating everything I mean, that came from that, this small I mean, look town look at that picture that we still have up it's on, amazing on the TV. I, I i completely agree with lil lil on this is very rare but we should get some of these pictures up on this yes. studio and not only that i was thinking of when we were kind of half joking about building that halfway house bar imagine just having like all of these pictures pure up. tribute it's pure all history tribute. it's all history and then ozzy will be, be there like every night apple. every night like telling tales of Selena. <laughs> It'll be like an applebees right Holy they have all the memorabilia <laughs> you know what, guys i'm going to apply for a small business loan we're going to do this let's do it man after this COVID shit, we're gonna start. We're gonna start business. Oh, we need to do it in the midst of it. So I mean, that I guess when, so. when they're ready, when the world opens up again, we'll be yeah, ready. Yeah, we'll be like, here's Salinas, bitches. <laughs> if it ever does, yeah, and we right. survive. I mean, there's thunder and fire. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the, that's there, true. it's never been this hot. You so. need to. <laughs> you need to release this as soon as possible, Ozzy, because we might all be dead. Like the aliens in the next need to get weeks. this transmission. We may not even make it home tonight. I know. That's how but serious. Just, just try. Just what try. a what a what a good. I feel inspired. I feel inspired. No, I, I feel love it. Like oh, yeah. I learned so much in these 
two hours. I don't know how long we went, but an hour forty five. I That's feel not so bad. It's not bad, and I feel like I hope people will really like sit and li- listen to it in sections. Like listen you to know? it, and I think like definitely we need to do episodes on these things. These get, really important get things. into yeah. the more of the details because this is a shitload of fascinating stuff about where we live, and we have no idea. Yeah. And no one thinks to ask these questions. No, and that's exactly what I was doing. Is like we do just kind of live here, and and yeah. I'm not trying to talk shit to anybody because I do I too. I am. I am. I'm. I'm trying. It's to. important to find out about the roots, and and also like I was thinking while you were talking about like in the timeline. Like, I was thinking of, like, when my parents got here in that timeline. And when was, the Morenos make it Yeah, around. the Morenos made it here in the 70s. Um, my grandparents probably got here in the late 60s, and then eventually they brought their kids over in the early 70s. Um, but... Like, why'd you move here? Like, uh, we heard a big shopping center was opening <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. With an emporium got, on the they, end. They got a Sears. <laughs> but I'm sure we heard they have good deals it was the because, like, when you were talking picture. about how how Selena's created opportunity, and that's why like all of these people moved here. That to, that to work. picture we need. On, oh like, yeah, this picture's 100%. amazing. We need that here. That's. I want We've, that picture that's so in, bad. Dude, that's our fucking that's, stomping ground. Yeah. Yeah. Every day yeah. of the fucking week. It's incredible. Yeah. We literally we walk by that today constantly. That is a part of our fucking. You can see them all bloody too in this picture. A very big part of like our lives we right need now. To, we need to share this picture, Ozzy, because it's pretty fucking awesome. And and no one knows what the fuck. This is amazing. Yeah. Eye-opening. Eye-opening. Amazing. Great episode. Oh, yeah. We need need to take a deep dive on all this (laughs) shit. It's amazing. Yeah. Let's do it. But anyway, if you listened all the way through, thank you. God bless you. Yeah. It's (laughs) worth it. It was worth it. There's a lot to go through. But yeah, but exactly. And the city is worth it. So it, it... you have to take the effort. You have to continue Read to protect the five it. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look look what has happened in the past as well. Or see what has happened when people didn't protect it. Mm-hmm. Look look what has happened when people thought it would fix itself. There's history in our own town. You know, we don't have to go back and be like, this is what Napoleon did or some shit. Like, no. Yeah. This is Napoleon from Al South what Street. An, Learn an, the lessons of what, what happened an, in your own town. What an interesting thought about, like, what to teach children why are we teaching them about some bullshit and should we teaching them about what happened here yeah, yeah. Like, it has yeah. its own lessons <laughs> those lessons are enough we don't have to get crazy you know and then they will learn about like their own town like, listen up boys and girls <laughs> oh god okay I'm over you with that <laughs> voice that happened at some point anyway, your hair back. thanks for listening we'll catch y'all next time Absolutely. What yeah. a great Thank episode. You. Great Thank episode. you, Ozzy, Thanks, for Ozzy. having us. You're always Thanks educating us. I love here. it. Yes. And uh, listen to the Electron Bottom movie, Power Hour, yeah. of course. Featuring Lil Lil. Featuring Lil Lil constantly, <laughs> at least a quarter of a time. <laughs> You're accepting the I have name. to embrace it. At least a quarter yeah. of the time she's on it. So. I have to embrace it because it's not going away. Yeah. You want to hear a real woman's perspective? Yeah. <laughs> Tune, tune into in. another podcast, tune but uh, you want to hear Lil Lil. Yeah. We got some coverage. <laughs> I'm pretty outrageous. I dare you. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Ozzy, for having us here. Yeah, thanks, Ozzy. Right. Always a pleasure. Ladies.